Oh no, they did another YKS. Look out, here comes another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Sit down and listen to Mike and JF. Oh no, they did another YKS. Now you gotta hear another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Put your headphones on, it's YKS. Hey guys, this is President Donald J. Trump. And I gotta say, it's really hard sometimes hearing your criticisms from time to time, but, you know, I believe in growth as an individual, and, uh, you know, it's clear from listening to you guys, I, I just don't have what it takes to be president. So I will be resigning. I want to thank you guys for, for uh, showing me the errors of my ways. Hey everybody, welcome to YKS. Jesse here. Mike is here as well. We've got the creek here. <laughs> the creek. And the I thought squeak. you fixed all the chair squeaks. You you saw me take the WD forty to it. You saw me do. We're gonna that. get letters about the chair squeaks. You saw me so. tighten it up. You saw me take the oil to it. <clears throat> oil can. Kind of a thing from a while ago. What is that? I don't know. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, we're going to dig into some Kickstarters here in just a little bit. Um, I guess, first of all, just right off the top, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. You hear that voicemail? He said, I think that was Donald Trump. He said he was He's done. done. For. Waving the white flag. Of course he would. That's the only flag he likes. White. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me guess. It's old. Let me guess. <clears throat> uh, it owns a business. Yeah. It, uh, it's a country club and everything mm-hmm. and all that. It's got like a hot young mistress or whatever. Yep. Yep. I think that's pretty much, that's what he does. He loves to do that stuff. Um, you got to wonder if that's what, if that's, if we finally accomplished what SNL has been trying to do these last couple of weeks, they had, do you see they had the big guy on there with the, the eye missing? The eye patch guy. Yeah. They had that's the cool patch. that they have all these guys on there, the Republican guys, cause that's, uh, being nice to them and stuff. That's cool. That's kind of fun, you know, just to do both sides of it. Um, hey, listen, you know, oh, and there's the sound. God damn <laughs> I knew it. I knew I was going to do a sound on the... Can you fucking try to be a little bit more professional in this fucking show? I mean, it's, it's all I'm asking here. So I'm just going to try to... Fi- Dan Crenshaw is the guy's name. So I <clears> guess <throat> I assume everyone has seen the original joke. Did you did you do you remember what the joke was? Yeah, the original joke is that this so this guy who's this guy? Dan why, why did he why were they talking about him? I forget. Here, let's see. Hang on, this is the thing. The left, anything goes. Okay. Barack Obama can get out there and lie. Let's get, wow, okay. So I'm, this is I just pulled up a video from The Blaze. I guess they're gonna show the clip here eventually. I love that website, dude. Do 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> This, this guy actually stumbled on Obama. That's how long it's been since they talked about him. The left, anything goes. Barack Obama can get out there and lie <laughs> as much. Just Obama, man. Okay, so here's the more. Oh, damn it! Now this is Joe Rogan. The left, anything goes. Barack Obama can. Oh, <laughs> Barack. O- was he thinking no Obama? Um. So what? What is he from again? Crenshaw. I don't actually know. Let's see. This guy's kind of cool, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, Oh, come on, man. Hold on. Uh, 
You may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> okay. That guy's like making fun. Of him. Yeah, that guy. So that guy's making fun of him. I think that's actually a decent gag. It's a funny joke. He's, he looks like a corny, like daytime soap opera bad guy. Because he's sort of in this. The picture is not very good. His other picture makes him look sort of traditionally handsome. Mm. Got kind of a round face, I guess, but the the eye patch is very corny, um, and uh, obviously this guy is just some kind of ex military psycho. So he, um, of course, he won. So yeah, now you're eating your hat, huh? Yeah, I guess I was wrong. Uh, of course, all of his campaign themes, uh, a lot of saber rattling against North Korea. How you gonna call this man's eye patch corny? <laughs> what what else is he gonna do? He can just get we can get one of the ones that just sticks on his eye. He doesn't have to do the whole wrap around the head thing. I guess, man. I don't know how eye patches work. I actually don't know either. But it doesn't matter because he looks like it anyways, and it's a funny joke, and it's okay to say you look like you're in a porno without yeah. bending the knee to this guy. Uh, but this guy's um, his actual political beliefs, of course, big time war hawk. Um, the, he talks about the threat of radical Islam and how he has been fighting it. Um, he says he's a big free market Republican, he says, which of course means lowering the corporate tax rate. Um, and of course, screwing over the middle class, which they love to do, uh, free trade. Um, he says, uh, we got to prop up social security, which I think normally in Republican speak means just, uh, gut it, which they love to do as well. He's a big national debt freak. He's a big gun freak. He's an anti-choice freak. Uh, border security. He wants to put drones on the border. Um, he hates that uh, people can be forced to make cakes for gay people. Um, he thinks that the uh, bad, uh, the reason that the uh, the reason that education is in the toilet is because we don't have enough charter schools and the teachers are bad. Um, Okay. Lots of good stuff here. But he's very funny on SNL. Do you see? He said Pete Davidson looked like a popsicle or something. I don't know what he said. <clears throat> well, he's definitely no less funny than Pete Davidson, <laughs> which, I mean, that that's the whole other thing is that original segment is just Pete Davidson going on there and like reading what the writers wrote for him to say. Yeah. Normally, didn't these guys used to do characters? I guess, I guess, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the setup is. It feels like uh, Pete Davidson just like pops in whenever. <laughs> it does feel like, it feels and everybody's like, like, "Oh yeah, he's like addicted to weed." So, I think, well, his dad died on nine eleven. Okay, all right. I mean, so. we both got dead dads. We're not even on Mad TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was good to get to get that guy on there. Um. And rehabilitate him and do do some laundering of his image. I think that's really cool. Yeah. He says, you know, healthcare is a big problem. He wants to destroy Obamacare. Um, he thinks that the left is uh, dangerously close uh, to violating the Constitution by not allowing, like, TPUSA to set up and say Nazi stuff on campus. Um, Got to support coal and all that other good stuff. So uh, this and this guy was on SNL. Yeah, just uh, just Talk, saying all those things. Yeah, it was a very funny episode. And I can't believe I missed it. One of the best ones yet. So thank <clears> you to <throat> SNL. But sorry, we got there first. We just shut down Trump with our uh, humorous barbs. You know, he couldn't take it anymore. 
Do you remember when they had fucking Trump on and he did the hotline bling? <laughs> what else? What was the joke of that other than him dancing? Nothing. That was it. That was the entire joke. It was like a fucking... That's it. Let's see. Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump. Is that not fucking... Does that not turn your stomach to just fucking hear that? Here he comes. He's coming out onto the the famous SNL... uh, The E Street Band. Is that what it is? Playing him in? Don't write me and say that's not the name of the band. I don't care. G. Smith. The E Street Band was... I don't care fucking what it is. <laughs> all those guys, all those New York bands. to be here. I will tell you, this is going to be something special. Many of the greats have hosted, as you know, this show, like me, in 2004. A lot of people are saying, Donald, you're the most amazing guy. You're brilliant. You're handsome. You're rich. You have everything going. The world is waiting for you to be president. So why are you hosting Saturday Night Live? Why? And the answer is, I have really nothing better to do. God. Jesus. Sucks, man, huh? How could you not hit a home run with the monologue by just letting him, by making him tear into himself without knowing it? Probably fucking rejected so much... So much of their fucking material I would be that they wrote for him. If he read it even before he walked out, there, well, he had but... somebody read it to him. Because... I guess <laughs> but does Donald Trump know how to read? Has anyone ever seen him like reading a magazine or newspaper? What would that even be like? It'd be like walking in your kitchen and your dog is sitting at the table, <laughs> like with a with a pan, like a breakfast, yeah, and drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> You come home. You come home early because you forgot something. Mm-hmm. And what you don't realize is that every day when you're out of the house, your dog waits until your car pulls out. Yeah, calls up his friends. <laughs> they all come over. They're smoking cigars. It's the dog poker uh, picture. That's where it comes from. And you're like, oh, I forgot my hat. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the one. Uh, the one dog is over. Uh, he's in the kitchen sink. He's like scrubbing out a mug and he turns around and he looks at you and just drops the mug. <laughs> That's what, uh, seeing Donald Trump reading anything would be like. Yeah. You just do the, uh, grandpa Simpson where you'd walk in and <laughs> take your hat off and pick your hat up and turn around again. Our friend, uh, Brendel likes to imagine times. I, we've talked about this before, how he, uh, imagining Trump reading a book and then like <clears throat> like closing the book, like cl- turning the final page on the book and then closing the book and then just sitting at his lap and just like ruminating on like yeah. what he read. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the characters. And, yeah. Hmm. That's a good. That's good. Trump analyzing like the symbolism. Just thinking about like watership. I'm looking down for or his next one. Looking forward to his next one. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> Pulls up on his phone to see when the next book is coming out. Oh, what a psychopath! Donald Trump's Kindle. <laughs> I'd like to see what's on. <laughs> Don, yeah, Donald Trump's Kindle three because he's got the other two. He's gone through those. He's keeping up. Yeah. He's on paper white now. He loves it. <laughs> he takes it everywhere he goes. It's waterproof, of course. He loves the stuff. Can't get the micro USB plugged in on the first try, but no, my but he, man loves books. He for sure like reads uh just just articles. 
and yes, the the occasional like People magazine probably. I think that's right. I think what probably something with, I, something with pictures in it. When he first got to the White House, wasn't there a big thing how they would always make binders for him based on what was going on that day? And I'm sure that's true of a lot of presidents. Like they get just like the very minimum amount of information because it's it'll be overload otherwise. But yeah. I remember reading how they would just like essentially cut out the parts of articles that had his name in them. That's cool. It's like imagining them an intern like <clears throat> four a.m. like pasting newspaper <laughs> like headlines stick. onto just... like a piece of blue construction paper <laughs> and handing it to him, and I'm going, mm-hmm. oh. And this is like reading like a half a sentence before like farting and getting bored. <laughs> just, <laughs> I wonder what's on TV. <laughs> just fucking. Because how could you not hand him a piece of paper that has words on it and then like look at his eyes to see if you can see his eyes tracking yeah. the words on yeah. the page? Because clearly he's just, just looking at it just, an acceptable just, amount of time. He's just looking at the page and his eyes are not moving <laughs> and he's like his mouth is moving and it, you can see that he's like counting yeah like 30 seconds yeah uh which is like an acceptable time for him right so he's just like looking at the page waiting 30 seconds okay thank you and then you. saying thank you that looks very good <laughs> yeah and then handing it back <laughs> i can remember um i can remember when i would go to a church camp as a kid um i don't understand why this would have been the case with this specific guy because he was a nice guy but the understanding was that he would go into the bathroom in the mornings and turn the shower on and then not get in the shower and then just wait until it was like, mm, okay, somebody could conceivably be done with a shower now and then cut it off and leave again. He was a smelly guy. Oh, okay. And I, and I never understood. I mean, I, I understood why he did that. Because and did the other kids make fun of you or did, did you? Um... Okay, I've always had very good hygiene. But that's, that's it seems like more more effort exactly to, to go around it than to yeah. actually just you might as well just do it. You're right? already in there. Why not just why not just read the briefing? It's like a little kid thing where you're like, Did you brush your teeth? And it's like, Yeah, I did. And I'm and you go and like check the toothbrush and it's like dry. Bone dry. But the toothpaste is out or something. Yeah, there's like something you, di- like they clearly like, did something. But what did they do? It's just like what what is his whole day? Because it's not reading, it's not thinking. But it is taking up the same amount of time as doing that stuff, though, which is why it's amazing, like how little he seems to understand. But he's our president, so you got to respect him. Anyways, um, what else is going on? We were watching the big game. It was a great big game. You were into it. You had the big foam finger. You were champing at the bit to watch more games, but I had to drag you in here. I said, Mike, we got to work, bud. Um. Yeah, I love the. I love the game. I was watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Two teams, best yes. way to best way to play, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two teams, one on either side. Mm-hmm. Just going at it. Because if you had one team, kind of boring. Not enough. Yeah. Three teams, too much going on. Almost too much. Yeah. In football, you want two teams on either side of the field, mm. all trying to get that ball. Two teams on the same side of the field. Did you say? Are they on the same? Now that I didn't think about. Because that could be something. <laughs> now that could be something. <laughs> Do we got something here? We got something popping here? Um, yeah. It was a nice, it was a nice one. Titans win, which I know you know already. I'm just explaining that to everyone else. Yeah. You obviously know. I obviously know. Uh, Titans, all the best players are on there. They won the game. And what can, what can be, could be more to be said? Yeah. Basically, that's I need it. to get a job as like a sportscaster. <laughs> 
I really do. I would love that. Sportscaster for a day. I need to get. I need to get like a job. I'd really like to have access to the NFL films uh, library of like sounds and and videos because you know there there's there. one right there. Yeah, I said sounds. Lo and behold, there's a sound. Because you know, I just I would love to hear you talking over that over that like dun 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 Oh well, it's analyzing a game from seventy years ago. I think I I think I would pay upwards of one dollar and fifty cents to hear that. If you can make that I feel happen, like it would be more, but that's all right. One okay, dollar seventy five. So, I guess unless you had anything else, um, we can just hop right into the six pack. What do you think? Um, yeah, real quick, I did want to talk about my depression and therapy and stuff and how that's going. So okay. we're just running out of time. We got to do yeah. this. Thank you to our friend Craig Dickman for that wonderful six-pack theme. Check him out on, I'm going to say, Bandcamp or SoundCloud. One of those two, probably, I think. Put them both in. What are you, short on tabs? <laughs> What's? I'm over my tab limit this <laughs> What is that? Just put them both in. Put a third thing in. Jesse, I'm going to let you go ahead and start this one. Oh. This week. Wow. Feeling kind of generous. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start this off with something uh, they're calling Project Jaguar. Um, now, so that does sound like, um, uh, a very bad video game system. It's not that, um, it is something very bad though. It says here, we're ready to globalize project Jaguar, which now that sounds like one of the companies that's making those robots that's learning to like kick flip and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill us very soon. Yeah. Uh, Hey, we're ready to, we're ready to globalize project Jaguar. This guy's stuff so scary, dude. Talking into his earpiece. That fucking Boston Dynamics shit. That's, I don't like that. Oof, that's not good. What was the most recent? Now, I remember, okay, so I remember a little while ago, one of the things they were doing was they were making it carry boxes, and they were slapping the box out of uh-huh. his hands and then pushing it, and it was like, oh, I'm sorry, and like going and getting <laughs> the box again. But then recently I saw it do like a standing backflip, right? There was one, yeah, the the parkour one. Oh. The fucking, the standing, the bipedal robot. Yes. It's doing, like, parkour and shit now. The thing about those is if you punched them, it would hurt your hand. It would. A lot. That's one of the main plot points of Terminator is you, they spend a lot of time trying to punch these things. Can't do it. Fruitless. It just hurts your hand. Yeah. It just hurts my hand. That's from the movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't punch these guys. <laughs> Give them another punch. <laughs> Try your left hand. <laughs> Reimagining Terminator is like a dubbed anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is cool. Project Jaguar, the global education marketplace. This is this says here, it's the leading marketplace for students and teachers. It's changing how everyone views education. Blockchain friendly and environment friendly. Now, just based on that sentence alone, mm. do you have any idea what that could possibly no be? No fucking clue. Why would why would a marketplace need to why would an education marketplace need to be blockchain friendly? That would probably just mean it accepts Bitcoin as payment. Yeah, I think so. Environment friendly. I don't know what the spin on that could possibly be. This is out of Orlando, Florida, the home of good ideas. Um, 
And so far, they've got $1 pledged of $10,000. One backer, 58 days to go. So it just launched, okay? Um, but let's see. I don't think this video has any clarification. Let me see. Welcome to Project Jaguar, the revolutionary education marketplace for students and teachers. Through our software suite, we're helping students and teachers progress and be more productive through technology. First, provide your students personal tutors for the subjects they enroll in with our Rent-A-Teacher program. Second, provide students with assignment assistance with our assignment assistance software. Assistance can be provided for all subjects on our platform. Third, give teachers... Now, the first thing, Rent-A-Teacher, sounds just like a tutoring thing. There are plenty of online tutors. That makes sense. The second thing, I don't know if you caught it, but it said assignment assistant. Um, and that's sort of hard to parse what an assignment assistant would be, right? So this is basically aimed at, I think, um, a se- a secondary education. So this is, this is at people who are in college, junior college, community college, whatever, uh, post high school, I think is what they're aiming for here. And when they say assignment assistant, what they mean is, uh, this is an example of what's called the project pass in their pledge uh, area here. So if you pledge $200, you get a project pass, okay? What that means is, according to them, hey, are you doing a degree program and need an assignment off your hands to focus on more pressing matters? Use this limited offer to receive that assignment back with free corrections. So they're doing a very good job of making this vague enough to where it doesn't sound like what it is, which of course is paying someone to do your college work for you. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so they do this stuff. Oh, there's like a tutoring thing. Oh, there's a there's management software for teachers, um, which is not really how teaching works because if you're a teacher, you sort of have to use what your school system has already bought into, whether it's um, uh, the way that you're allowed to communicate with the students, the parents, um, whether it's uh, lesson plans that need to be checked by the administration, um, all the other kind of stuff, you're not really going to go buy a ma- a learning management software program or a suite of tools for you to use. Very silly stuff. But they did a nice job of dressing this up to make it seem like uh, it's very legitimate to pay them to do your college work for you. In like fifth grade, <clears throat> I found this website that had like essays on it. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. But I used it a couple times, so I just want to apologize to my fifth grade teacher. Wow. I forget her name. But if you're out there, yeah, sorry for cheating. I, I think I used the word dogma in one of them. Oh, wow. Because I, I cribbed it from this online essay thing. And uh, she, like, asked me about it. And I was like, no, I wrote it, dude. What's your problem? Are you being racist against me? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you got to cheat. <laughs> Um, a lot of people cheat. I've never cheated, of course. Um, I've always done every bit of my work. Yeah. A good little worker bee. I love doing my work. I take pride in my work. <laughs> Not me, man. I love cheating the man. I love getting something for free mm-hmm. um, at the cost of somebody else. Somebody else is eating the cost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for $239, you can receive three personal teachers for three months uh, from teachers qualified to help you in any vocational classes, degree programs, or extracurricular classes. So you love this one. Plus, you get a hoodie. Right? Yeah, I do uh, love it. Um, I love the idea that you can, let's see, so three personal teachers for three months, and, and that only costs $239. So if you figure 
uh, how much should a how much should a teacher make on an hourly basis? Do you think? Um, on an hourly basis? Yeah, because obviously they're salaried. But let's say hourly basis, a teacher or a tutor, somebody's got a, a college degree, specialized subject knowledge. I would say eleven dollars an hour. Okay. Well, even so, even at that amount, for how hard is teaching? I mean, for th- to be honest with you, for three for three people, two hundred and thirty nine dollars buys you what, like nine hours of of work at eleven dollars an hour. So I'm wondering, well, what is the business model of this this program? I don't. know. So it's aimed at like students, right? It who has who has more money to throw away on some stuff than students? Well, I know there's a uh, those damn students with their deep pockets. There's a good, there's a good uh, market to go after. I think. I guess the idea is if you're one of the students who is in college and not able to do your work, yeah, and you haven't figured out yet that you should either uh, figure out a way to do your work or drop out of college, then maybe you'll keep throwing good money after bad. Just drop out of college, man. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah, you went to college, college boy. Yeah, well, yeah, I did. That's right. Now look at you. Fucking loser! You got nothing. Well, I'm right across this the table from you. So. Sad man. We're well, kind of in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, but I got stuff. I got stuff going on. A lot of irons in the fire. Anyways, yeah. So check out. Let's see. Um, check out Project Jaguar. Um, and you can. I think what you can do is you can upload your homework to them. Uh, it says one to two days. Here it is. This is I'm looking at the assignment uh, assistant right now. Give us all the details we need for completing your assignment, SBA or essay. We usually take one to two days, and your finished work will be emailed. You can select a subject here, accounting, math, agricultural science. I mean, they've got they've got Caribbean history on here. I mean, they've got every everything, English A, English B. Why would you need to? I don't know why you would need... I'm just. I guess I'll just do English A. I guess I'm. I'm using the same old English. I mean, yeah. I didn't even know they came out with a second one. <laughs> uh, so you just click your subject. So information technology. Um, what kind of assignment is this? Is it an assignment or homework that usually costs nine dollars? It says here. College or university coursework. That's eighteen dollars. Essays are eleven dollars. Internal assignments twenty five. School based assessment is 19. So you're just paying someone to do your homework. You're paying someone, and I'm guessing based on these figures, you're paying someone in the Philippines to do your work for you. Yeah. Because an essay for $11, forgetting what Project Jaguar's cut is, I wouldn't write too many essays for $11 before I decided on a different trade. (laughs) I wrote a lot of essays, you know. I was a philosophy major, so I, I wrote my fair share of essays. I never did one in exchange did for they ever write you back? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Essays. Like in prison or something. Yeah, like, a, like, well, a like a, what a Latino gentleman would say to a yeah. white guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> kind of a funny joke there, JF. <clears throat> anyway, that's, Je- that's Jesse's favorite product he's ever uh, said on this show. Okay. Project Jaguar. Check it out. Um, I got something for your ass. Oh, so I was thinking of Gringo is what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was thinking of what they would call you if you... They would probably call me their brother. You're probably right. <laughs> they call her Sister Hillary. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, Carvent sauce holder. Carvent sauce holder. We had something on here that was like a while Similar. ago. It was like a ring that you put on your finger. <laughs> it was, yeah. With this ring, I the sauce. Where you hold your fucking sauce for your nuggets. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a totally different thing. This is a 3D printed, of course, um, thing that sits in your car vent and holds your nugget sauce. <laughs> now... <clears throat> I don't. I don't usually, you know, like uh, I'm not a nug dipper, you know. Well, not in the car. I mean, it's too. You got, you got, you got too much going on, you know. That's the nugs and the dipping. So it's not a car. It's really not a car you know? food. You gotta just not eat in the car. I think. I think if this is what you've got going on, you need to pull over. Yeah. This is really rough to see this. I don't. This is sad to me. Um. When you're on road trips, what do you do? Do you do you pull over? I mean, I, I I don't think many people pull over and go into the fast food place to eat because that feels like too much. Of that's a time waster. <clears throat> I like to find we like to find a nice restaurant to go to, but if, if failing that, yeah, we'll have the um um the sad quiet meal in the in car the parking still, lot. Yes, yeah, in the parking lot, but still in the car. You know, you wolf it down and get on the road, and whoever you're with eats a little slower. They can enjoy themselves a little bit more, but you just got to stuff it down and give yourself some good heartburn and get on the road. Yeah. But this is crazy to me. Sauces. And <clears throat> the other thing is is sauce sauce containers, I mean, not to go, not to deep dive this, but sauce containers aren't universally sized. Yeah. They're not That's the same. True. You got that. You got that standard sauce holder. See, this is a, this is a thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a thing that, um. The ring guy got because he got a couple different sizes of them. He had the circle one. And this guy's like, uh, this is a fucking, another one of those things where it's some guy with a 3D printer. Like his wife let him get one. Yes. It's five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. Can't drop that or however much it is. Well. And uh, the fucking guy's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to make so much fucking shit with it. So much useful shit. Mm -hmm. You're not even going to believe and up till now, it's been like key rings, key rings, and like s- small, like little Yodas and shit. <laughs> Just doing the doing the back of the envelope math on how much they would have spent on Yodas if it weren't for the three D printer. Yeah, I got to pay for the material, but it's still cheaper in the long run. I can have as many Yodas as I want now. Yeah, this, this one I printed out Yoda driving a car. I printed I printed out Yoda and all these. And we earlier we were spending so much money on Yodas. Yeah, now we got them for free. And Basically. by the way, these are some underground Yodas. Here's one. Yoga's got a big rack. Mm-hmm. What, are you just going to go to LucasArts and get that? See ya. I see Yoda with a big pair of titties on. Yeah. I mean. Right. Big thick ass, too. Like a big, <laughs> like he's wearing like a, a thong. And it's like, a, yeah. I'm not going to get into it. I could talk about it for yeah. a long while. When In that scene where he's fighting Count Dooku uh-huh. uh, from Attack of the Clones, I think it is. Uh, they're in that bug planet mm-hmm. right before, and Dooku's trying to escape, and you see uh, you see Yoda's shadow coming up the hallway of the cave, mm-hmm. and the crowd's like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Is Yoda about to whip out his lightsaber and duel this guy? And he is, but there's one point where he does a flip, and his robe comes up just a little bit, yeah, and you can see his thick, juicy ass <clears throat> underneath, yeah, because and he's got a bikini under. He's wearing bikini cut briefs under mm-hmm. there, and you can see that thing. Damn, you could bounce a quarter off of it. 
I think in the in the 4K um, yes. restoration or whatever, you could see like the outline of his of his little fat pussy. But um, <clears throat> anyway, what were we talking? Car vent sauce holder, eighty one dollars of three thousand dollars. Twenty six days to go. Probably not going to make it. It's a stupid idea, but with God, all things are possible, and that's in the Bible. So, five dollars for one sauce holder. Yeah, that may or may not fit your sauces. It may not even fit your sauces. He says, "How I came up with this idea? Well, you may have heard many stories of how people spill sauce in their car. So, <laughs> I would interject. <laughs> what kind of story? Who are you talking to? Hey, I got a story for you." for sitting down driving along <clears throat> no. but there is a double one you see the double one yeah i did so you can do two sauces and i guess that now do you think that's, that's, that's for some serious dipping do you think that's more aimed at people who want two different <laughs> sauces or do you think it's more aimed at people who don't want to like chamber a new sauce i like that i like thinking about the guy who's like at the car wash emptying his sauce container something like this fucking like the worst person don't do that. Don't don't. I mean, that's fucking like. Uh, I saw something earlier that was just like, um, what was it? It was a. I was like some cutting board thing, mm-hmm. and it was a cutting board. No, it was like a knife that's like screwed into. You screw it onto a cutting board, and it's stationary the whole time. The knife is mm-hmm. so you just like move the knife up and down on the cutting board. Oh, okay, like a paper cutter almost. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, sometimes I'd like to use it for other stuff. <laughs> we fucking like need this. Who's using this? But I don't know. Not very good for self defense either. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just like use a regular knife? I I don't understand what the benefit of it is. But I don't know. You're just not in the kitchen. You don't know. I'm not in the kitchen. You're not in there cooking up. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. <laughs> <laughs> Next one I got. This one, um, this is cool. This is cool. I like this one because it's very clearly devised by people who are between 16 and 19 years of age. Um, that that interesting period of time where it, it's begun to crystallize exactly how stupid you are. Uh, and everyone can tell. And it's actually not cute anymore either how stupid you are. Um, you know, my girls are young. Stupid. Boy, boy, are they dumb? Huh? I, I love them. They're very smart for their age, but relative to me, their mental prowess is is practically negligible. Um, I can easily best them in most games of wit. Mm-hmm. Um, I can trick them uh, basically uh, anytime I want. Um, whatever I say is is just malleable truth that I put in their minds. They're unable to unlock it uh, with the keys I've given them as a father, and it's sort of one of my greatest accomplishments. Is um, dominating them in the realm of thought. Yeah, I mean physically too, because you can just push them over and you can just run away. I've done that many times when you, yeah, not in the room. I'm not a big runner, but <clears throat> I could see how that would be possible. This is called FanComp Foundation. FanComp Foundation. This is the first music app selling platform created to compensate fans. Now I know right now the music industry is, I don't know, it's in turmoil. Maybe, you know. Yeah. When's the last time you went down to Tower Records and bought a new CD album? <laughs> it's been a minute, I'm gonna say. Has yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it used to be you could go. What was your What was your haunt for buying shit in the old days? Mine was Borders. 
Um, I forget the name of the store. It was in the mall. It was right by Spencer. So I would just go in there and steal shit all the time. Yeah. I forget what it was. N- NME, I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. So apologies to NME. Then there was FYE. Wasn't there four-year maybe entertainment? It's, maybe it's FYE. I think it was FYE. Maybe that's what it was. What's NME? That sounds like something to me, too, though. Oh, I know what it is. It's you. You're my enemy. Oh. I'm going to kill you. I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then just shoot you with a gun. All, um, all for a very weak <clears throat> pun. Just insanely weak <laughs> pun, dude. <laughs> no fucking way. Um, Suncoast. There was Suncoast. You remember yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to Borders. I would go in there and I would browse the 30 to $35 CD collection they had, which uh great price for a CD. Thirty-seven ninety-five. Are you kidding me for for this for for nineteen tracks of music? I mean, I can listen to this whenever I want. It's wonderful, but it's that's gone the way of the dodo bird, which uh, of course died after a battle with depression. And <laughs> uh, th- now, so what we're on now? We're on this streaming shit now. Everyone's saying they're dumb as a dodo. Yeah, it's fucking getting to me. I've had it. Just <laughs> hangs himself. <laughs> The dodo bird was famously bullied. Um, <clears throat> Nobody says dumb as a, a a wolf. Yeah. No, no. It's fucking <laughs> killing himself. You know, you got your Spotify's. You mm-hmm. got your Pandora. You got your Google Play. You got your YouTube Music, which is the same service for right now. Uh, don't forget, you also got your freaking Apple Music. Yeah, your Prime. Yeah, your music. Prime Music. What else you got? You got, uh, what's the one that uh, Neil Young came up with? Dildo? Pono. That's it's, but it's a player, I think, right? Yeah, but there was also because you also have to get the music from somewhere because the point of that was that it's yeah. like lossless. Oh yeah, it's like lossless. And... So he, I think he had a he had porno dot music, and you could go on there and get music for your porno player. It's just all the music from all the pornos. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> just all those fucking slap bass music. But it's in the best quality you've ever heard in your life. Mm, impeccable. <laughs> This is flack. This is flack. <laughs> and the shape of the thing was so stupid. It looked like a Toblerone. Great idea from Neil Young. But we're all on these streaming services, and what we know is the artists don't get fairly compensated for their plays, right? Uh, yeah. I thought that I didn't know you were asking me, but yeah, that's true. Because they get what, like point zero 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 one for every billion plays or yeah. something like that. It's a great scam by uh, Apple and. Uh, all of these companies. All the other to, big guys we love. To say, hey, you're not doing anything with this music. Yeah. Let us play it. Right. And we'll toss you a few coins. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a few coins. But it's a great value proposition for the consumer, obviously. Yeah. Ten bucks, as much music as you want. You don't ever own it, of course, but we don't own anything anymore, including our friggin' faces. Thanks a lot, Apple. This is this is this is something else though. This is Fan Comp Foundation. This says this takes a look at the streaming service landscape and says, you know what's missing here is compensation. And then right as the guys who made all the music are nodding, like, yeah, we really don't get enough. And they're like, no, no, no I'm talking about the fans, people who listen. To yeah, them. they're the ones who should be compensated for some reason. The guitar guy just like breaks his guitar and walks away. You know, this is cool though. It's uh, let's play the video. Hi there, FanComp Foundation is an online music selling... So kind of interesting for the company that builds itself around streaming music. Goes with the uh, off-the-shelf <clears throat> ukulele product. Yeah, there's. I mean, didn't do a lot of work on this one, right? It's a, Is that a, a robot voiceover yeah, guy? Yeah, it is. Too? 
So the two strikes already? Yeah. I mean, three strikes because the idea is fucking stupid, but... Yeah, absolutely. Four strikes, bad font on here. <laughs> platform. Five strikes, bad name. Records for artists by incentivizing their fans financially. Our gamification algorithm selects paying fans randomly to win the money pool, a percentage of the album sales, as an incentive for fans to buy more. We want to foster a more prosperous relationship in the entertainment industry between our artist and fans by sharing some wealth with the paying fans as a marketing strategy. Let's face it, records just don't sell like they used to, but we have the solution to fix that problem. It's easy, just show some love and appreciation with your fans by sharing some wealth with them. 1. Upload your catalog for sale on our network. 2. Fans buy your music for chances to win the growing money pool. And 3. Play, listen, record, watch, and share your content among your friends on our network. Why spend all your budget on marketing? Join us, create and build a stronger relationship with your fans. Visit us at www.fancomfoundation.com and help music? support our foundation for the recording and performing arts. Thank you for your love and support. Support your fans, and they will support you. Okay. So it's just uh, garbage, just junk. Total trash, yeah. So basically what they want to do is run like an illegal lottery. Yeah. Where uh, the artist kicks back a percentage of their sales on the platform to a mysterious money pool, as they call it. Then a gamification algorithm selects at random, which is just like a random number generator. But of course it's not, because this is going to be a scam. So the idea is that it selects one fan at random to give them a cut of the artist's sales. It says here, why get left behind while others are joining in to appreciate their success? Or their fans, rather. Drake and Travis Scott did it. They supported their fans, and it was a success. So I think... That's a reference to the like the God's Plan video where Drake is like writing a bunch of checks to people oh, yeah, at yeah. random. Yeah. I don't know that this is necessarily the same idea as that. It's the same exact idea, I think. Yeah. No, this is a bad idea. This is, this is dumb. Bad bad idea, bad name, bad everything. I mean, definitely illegal. Um <laughs> and will never take off. One dollar pledge of ten thousand dollars, one backer, twenty nine days. To go uh, for thirty dollars, uh, no, sorry, for ten dollars, all features are free, no subscription. I don't actually know why you would need a subscription because isn't the point that you're actually buying the albums? So what would you be subscribing yeah, to? Uh, Not clear. Uh, Twenty five dollars, all features are free, no subscription, and all basic app plugins for free. So what you plugins for an app is not something I'm used to hearing. Premium features maybe for an app. It's just a scam. Fifty dollars. You also all, get all buzzwords in here. It's just a scam. well, you know. But for for fifty dollars, you get all that plus a pair of, of Bluetooth headphones to listen to the music. Okay, well, you give me everything I need. Yeah, so. that's pretty much the whole kit and caboodle. So that's Fan Comp Foundation. It also says they're a nonprofit, but I mean, come on, if you're going to buy that, <laughs> I got a freaking bridge. Okay. Yeah, and. What is the joke of that? It's not a very good bridge. The bridge that I'm going to sell you? Jesus. What is it? Oh, boy. Do you not know this? I got a, I got a bridge. Of... Mm-hmm. Just finish it. Finish it with what you think it is. <laughs> I think this... it's just I've got a bridge to sell you. I think that's all uh-huh. it is. But I guess the idea is that no one's ever sold a bridge before. 
pathetic. I cannot believe you. Okay. The joke is that I have a bridge yeah. in like Arizona. Or no, I have a, uh, uh, what is it? No, fuck. No, I don't know it. You just got your wig snatched, bitch. <laughs> no, I don't know it. Oh, hell yeah. I love that. No, that's some good shit. I love this shit. You got okay. no idea what the bridge thing is. I know what the bridge thing is. I'm just uh, high. Let's circle back to it. So, okay. So, uh, JF, what I got for you? Some called Happy Sacks. Ooh. How are your nuts right now? How are my nuts? Uh, my nuts are pretty okay. I've been taking better care of my nuts lately. So I would say they're about a 6 out of 10, which is a huge improvement. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? My nuts are kind of just always there. Yeah. Um, they're just hanging out, you know, I'll notice them once in a while. Hey, there you guys are. Oh yeah. How you been? We'll catch up. Um, if you want to say how your nuts are doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your Kickstarter sucks at gmail.com subject. How my nuts. Please write in. Let us know. Uh, this is called happy sacks. It's the ultimate solution for men's comfort. Happy sacks is a, uh, a bag that you wear on, uh, over your balls. Oh, wow. And it has like a, uh elastic material at the top. It's just a ball pouch, right? Yeah. Happy sacks were designed with one goal in mind, to keep your boys happy. The ultimate solution for scrotum and ball discomfort. So this lady uh, is launching this product because her husband called her while he's coming home from work or something. Huge mistake, first of all. Um, he says, uh, she says, it was a warm, humid day when I took my kids for a walk in our neighborhood. I got a phone call from my husband who had just gotten off of work. He began the call with, hi, you're going to laugh at me, but I have an idea and I'm serious about this. I want you to help me sew something when I get home. It's a bag that goes over the scrotum to prevent sticking and chafing. He was right. I did laugh, but I knew he was dead serious. <laughs> Because I knew how uncomfortable he would get, especially in Houston. Man, why would you? This feels like a fucking sex thing to me. Like a sex thing to you? I mean, I think they're dressing it up like it's not. But if you're like, oh, I want to I want to put a little thing over my balls and wear it around for you. I think it's just a very misguided thing to try. Because they show like a guy, you know, doing the pinch on his balls down here. Uh-huh. Uh, to adjust your, because, you know, you're a guy. We're guys. Hey. 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 Yeah. We're guys, you know? We gotta. We like to stretch out. We like to spread out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We like oh, to grab yeah. on our balls. <laughs> <laughs> we like to grab on our balls. Yeah, man. Spit. What do, you do, what do you do when you go, when you put your hand down your pants, what do you find yourself doing most of the time? What is the, what's the goal when you go down there? Uh, you're just, find, you're sitting around on the couch and your hand is down there because we know it is, okay? Mm -hmm. We already know. Don't even try to deny it, okay? We know your yeah. hand is down there. What are you getting? What are you getting into? Um, I spend the majority of the time wishing I had a bigger dick. Yeah, I mean, I'm, to be honest with you, it's not good down there. Twiddling it between your fingers, just going. Oh. Yeah, like a, one of those pens, like yeah. a, one of those, <laughs> like like the skinniest nerd you knew in high school doing like a pen trick. I, yep, <laughs> greasy ass nerd. <laughs> um. But uh, I think it's just a misguided thing. Like, just, uh, people like think that this is a problem and they have a solution for it. Nobody's going to wear a sack on their balls. Does your penis go in the sack? It doesn't go in the sack. It looks like. So how does it attach to your? It's just an elastic band that goes around your nuts. It's just it goes around your nuts. Yeah. Okay. So that again, to me, feels sexual. 
It's, it doesn't. It doesn't look it's sexual just because it's just but... gripping your nuts, like it, mm-hmm. like. <clears throat> but it's supposed to protect your nuts from uh, sweating, I guess. Well, then why not tie it to the top of the penis and secure it in a way that's not like it has a little bow at the top of the penis? I mean, get crazy with it. I don't know. That feels like you're getting off on this. Like I am? No. Well, I don't know. Well, okay. So I'll tell you what. This is this is in Utah. It says. Yeah. So does that give you any kind of nudge one way or the other as far as whether it's some kind of weird repressed sexual thing? <laughs> the fact that it's in Utah. You think everything's a sexual thing. You thought the music thing was a sexual thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> you talked me out of that, and I appreciate it. Um, is this video any good or no? I haven't watched it because I didn't want to watch that. Well, let's see if they show a penis going in here. Hi, I'm Christian Smith, creator of The Happy Sack, and I want to talk about your balls. Let's face it, our balls are problematic passengers. Whether sliding into the wrong position, cementing themselves to your skin, or getting lost in the lawn, they always seem to be reminding us of our masculinity. You can blame it on gravity, evolution, the weather, or whatever, but the fact is our boys are getting too close for comfort, which leaves us constantly cajoling our cojones in creative ways. Adjusting your jump never looks graceful. At best, it's embarrassing, and at worst, it's just gross. No one wants to see you coaxing your scrotum public. It's the opposite of cool and can be misunderstood. Making you feel like the low man on the scrotum pole. When our undercarriage overheats, our jewels feel like they're in the jungle. Swalls border on unbearable, and sweaty is never... Okay. So in the past, I think I've recommended, unofficially, because I'm not getting paid, uh, any type of uh, lotion... God, they go on for two and a half minutes about this. Very long, these two fucking... Just chuckleheads yeah. laughing enough about balls. Just put the gold bond on your balls. Yeah. Then you're good for the day. Any kind of thing that has what, what I found that's really good is anything that has tapioca powder in it, it goes on as a as a liquid or cream and dries dry. It's like a very light powder. It tastes delicious too. Well you know you're nor there. But that to me is a better solution than um <clears throat> a let's see. A ball bag. A ball bag. A literal ball bag bag for your balls and there's no reason that the sizes should be any there's no reason that there should be different sizes for this sorry yeah. everyone who is like i have ooh, it's a big, i got some big fucking balls hey, dude my dick may be small but i got some big balls okay <laughs> trying i got to, a tiny dick but i got a huge nut just trying to carve out like anything for yourself <laughs> your nuts are the fucking same size as everyone else's nuts my man yeah you hear about that guy he's a he has a small fucking dick <laughs> yeah but i got a big fucking set of balls on me <laughs> And I can hear real good, too. I'm across the room. <laughs> His fucking dog ears <laughs> flapping around. It shows here, uh, small is two golf balls, medium is two eggs, and large is two limes. Um, so, if your nuts are the size of limes, mm-hmm. if each of your... Because te- this is... It's meant to indicate... The circular, the, the the spherical object is meant to indicate the size of a testicle, not of a ball sack. Yeah. If one of your nuts is the size of a fully grown lime that you'll get at the grocery store and cut up and like put in a margarita or something, go to the hospital. Yeah. You are dying. Shouldn't be that big. I mean, because how, how, how big <clears throat> is your actual nut? Your actual nut is like what? Like your thumb knuckle, basically? It's small. It's there's. Let's, let's take yours out okay. real quick and right. we'll see. Oh wow! Oh my god! 
It's like a freaking lemon. <laughs> but I mean, the thing itself is like nothing. There's nothing. I mean, your 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 set your juicy sack around it is more. There's more. It's more substantial. Yeah, but they you're not hanging two limes down there. You see, it comes in camo. <laughs> okay, so that's badass. And it's the updated camo too. It's not the uh, the old camo. Oh shit! It's the digital camo. Yeah. Oh damn! That actually is baller. Huh? Up. $10,633 of $7,500. $553 dumbass guys don't know how to put lotion on their scrote. Pretty good. Thank you to the Utah Freaks for their bizarre idea. <laughs> the Utah Freaks <laughs> playing against the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> um, okay, here's my last one, Mike. Uh, this is so cute and cool, and I think you're just going to love it. So I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm going to play the video and let you listen to it. Imagine the wonderful feeling of seeing your family, friends, and guests enjoy a magical, fun experience of delicious, sparkling gravy you can all share together over the holidays. Well, we've come up with just that, and it's called Unicorn Gravy. Originally discovered almost by accident while cake decorating, our Unicorn Gravy is made by using a unique edible sparkle effect that both tastes great and adds a fun and glamorous twist to your dishes. Working with food chemists and industry specialists, we've been testing and tweaking every part of our formula, working through various iterations in taste, granule density, sparkle, packaging, and more to come up with an insanely cool, delicious food topping with a wow effect you can share with your guests over the holidays. Our secret blend of edible unicorn sparkle is 100% safe to eat, contains no sugar or sweet tasting elements, and is made from natural earth minerals found in nature that refract and reflect the surrounding light. Unicorn gravy is both vegan and vegetarian friendly. It's gluten-free, works great on a variety of popular meals, including meat, fish, and vegetarian dishes, and takes just 30 seconds to prepare by adding hot water. Simply open your pack, add a few tablespoons into a jug, and then just add boiling water and mix to your desired thickness. We've been thrilled to see so many of our local beta testers enjoying our new creation. So, Thanksgiving's coming up, Mike. Yeah. Thanksgiving, for my money, the number one gravy holiday of the entire year. Mm. Not a big Easter gravy guy. Yeah, you don't do birthday gravy? We haven't this year. We haven't done it this year so far. My birthday's coming up. Maybe we'll do it. Time for birthday gravy. Everyone gather around. Everyone's got those big gas station cups <laughs> full of gravy just walking around the house. 156 ounces. Uh, so this is a unicorn gravy. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear what it was, Mike? I don't know if you heard what it was. What is it you're talking about? It's a unicorn gravy. Oh, the ingredients? No. I don't think they said no, they've. But what they did is they went around and basically it's just a bunch of ground up rocks in there that make it sparkle, <laughs> because it's not sugar. So yeah. this is minerals, okay, that make it sparkle. So now, how is that different from normal gravy? Well, I'm glad you asked because what you might recall about normal gravy, whenever you uh, like, well, how would how would you normally eat gravy? Maybe it's maybe you're in the south and you're having biscuits and gravy for breakfast. Ooh, I love that. Isn't that a good meal? My grandma would always make biscuits and gravy. I loved uh, that as a kid, yeah. Sausage gravy and the biscuits, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can even do a little red-eye gravy as well, which is a great treat uh, for adults. Yeah. 
Um, but then again, maybe it's Thanksgiving. Maybe you've got some giblet gravy going. Uh, you've got all the parts from the turkey you don't want. You got some turkey neck. You got their little uh, whatever the, whatever that junk is that they stick inside there. Their throat. I don't know. The well, condom. The turkey condom is in there, of course. The turkey gun. You pull out the turkey gun and throw that in the pot and let it simmer down. <laughs> Reduces uh, nicely down to a nice uh, <clears throat> brown gravy. It tastes delicious. Salty. Yeah. Uh, meaty. Never been a big gravy head. It's just always been there for me. It's okay. It's all right. But, but what uh, you'll remember about those is they don't <clears throat> they don't have little pieces of rock in there. That they're not sparkly. Sparkly. And you can't take pictures of it for Instagram and make it look good. That's what this is, right? Yes, it it's is. It's just an Instagram thing. That sucks. <clears throat> Unicorn gravy. It's just it's an Instagram uh, product. It says, add a unique, happy, glamorous, golden sparkle to your food. Create awesome, buzzing social media posts. Magical, fun experience you can all share together over the holidays. Uh, the kids think it's freaking cool. Um, I don't know what's in here because it's it's... I don't know. I like. I guess like a soy base that, that because it's got to be salty. That's sort of the main thing of it. Um, but it says it's fine. To, it's uh, it's fine to eat, which is always a great thing to have to put on your product. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, who's the who's the market for this? You know, I guess just like uh, Instagram people. Like yeah, just, just dying to take a picture of something and put it online. Get out of here. You can eat something without taking a picture of it. <clears throat> Get out of here. I'm fast-forwarding to being 60 years old. Yeah. Yay, why are you taking pictures of all your food? Just put it in your mouth. <laughs> you got nothing better to do? Ugh. Oh, <laughs> here old, I am on the tweeter. crotchety. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like a normal 30 I'm going man. to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> They use it all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out. Does anybody want any Tide Pods? I bet you do. I'm talking to like your eight-year-old daughter or whatever. Seven uh, a British pounds, so about nine U.S. dollars, is going to get you the early bird version of this gravy mix. Now, this is a powder that you mix with hot water, um, and you just put it on your uh, turkey or whatever, and it freaking sparkles. So Good shit. <clears throat> so I mean, so I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner this year. I'm in charge of the turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the gravy. You know how embarrassed I'm going to be to if, bring it out if it doesn't sparkle. Hey everybody, uh, I'm getting ready to bring the turkey out. Can you take your phones out, please? <laughs> and please start the camera app. I do want these to be live <laughs> photos. I don't want them to be just the regular still shots. Please get the gravy in portrait mode, please. For this, please, it's the holidays. I don't ask much. I just ask. It's not sparkly. You'd be so fucking embarrassed, dude. I would not fucking eat at your house if you didn't have sparkly gravy. I would fucking walk out. Yeah. I plan to, too, because I'm coming here to eat. Is that, I was going to say, is that why when earlier I said you're welcome to come by, you just lo- you looked and I mean, didn't say anything? Yeah. Because you were like, Eesh. I know he doesn't have the sparkling gravy. It's not even going to be sparkly. Sparkling gravy. Unicorn gravy. So there's really no reason for it to even say unicorn on there. It could just be sparkly gravy. So tired of that shit. <clears throat> tired of like uh, fucking... What did we, do? We, we did one one time. It was like unicorn farts or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I'm so tired of that. What is it? Why do people think that's funny? I don't know. It bothers me. What's the funny part of that? 
Like, yeah, it's a unicorn. Like, fucking fuck off. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why it bothers me. I don't know I'm why I'm a crotchety either. old man. We suck. But Get it off would, my lawn. But you know, what would be funny is if it were fucking Sasquatch. Greg. Now that would be fucking fun. I actually like that. <laughs> Jesse, let me tell you about the Devil's Triangle. Oh, I think I've heard about this. Yeah. This is a bummer. Yeah, this sucks. This is uh, very sad to see this. Devil's Triangle is a supremely fun drinking game. Hey, so technically he didn't perjure himself. Mm-hmm. Because now it is a drinking game. Of course, it wasn't when he said it was. And all those uh, stiff, starchy pant motherfuckers who wrote in to cover for him uh, being a rapist who lied and said that it was a drinking game when they were in college. Vindicated. Uh, yeah. Because now it is. Because now it is. So they're not worried anymore about <clears throat> uh, the rot in their souls. A board-based drinking game called The Devil's Triangle that uses a calendar to track players' progress in a game, like shoots and ladders. So You know, the game for kids. Hmm. This one's uh this one's good, you know. It says, "Have you ever wondered what the heck Judge Brett Kavanaugh was talking about when he said he played a drinking game called The Devil's Triangle?" We did too. No, I didn't wonder. What I I knew it's because I knew what he meant. It's because <laughs> he meant he was uh having sex with a woman mm-hmm. um with his male friend. Yeah. In a threesome orientation. So I didn't I wasn't wondering what he meant. I knew it already. Uh, so we did too. <laughs> so we set out to create a game that incorporates many of the details we now know from Judge Kavanaugh's more colorful, colorful years. They really said uh, that. They did from say his that. more colorful years as a prep school youth, chock full of humorous references to the judge's famously meticulous calendar. This game will leave you laughing as you explore how much you quote like beer, Kavanaugh style. So it says here. Kavanaugh style. Not good. Kavanaugh style. So do some push-ups, get your Beach Week tan started, and prepare to boof your way through the Devil's Triangle. Just a fucking odious... Truly scum of the earth. Um, to make light of this. You know that big sexual assault thing that happened that... Uh, what if we could somehow turn that into a tepid game? How can I profit off of someone else's tragedy? I always okay. see all these people like crying and yeah. whining and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I look at my wallet, and it's not as uh, filled up with money as I would hope. Nine Eleven, the game. Yeah. You want to watch this video? I don't know what it is. Awful. I'm sure it's good. Hey, look, this is from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hmm. This definitely doesn't feel like a guy who went to Duke or UNC. It's strange <laughs> that they would come up with this. So they didn't even, not even going to say, you're just going to play the music, jerk-offs. 
Do you like beer? Fund us on Kickstarter. So all it says is, can you make it to? That's wonderful. Beach week. Um, uh, so one of the cards is I wanted to highlight this. Get accused of boofing. One of the other ones is, uh, oops, quote, passed out from drinking. That's funny. Rage at Tobin's dad's house. Like, uh, just well, this is totally exploiting this fucking shit. This is, this is from the copy. I'm surprised you didn't read this part. This is really great. With different levels of gameplay for every level of skill and capacity for satire, Devil's Triangle will be great for pre-games, post-games, and even when you're sick of playing Judge Kavanaugh's second favorite drinking game, Quarters. Here's the money line for me. And don't worry. This game will take the comedy right up to the line, but won't cross it. Unlike some people, we respect boundaries. So they kind of admit right there that this is joking about a rapist. $101 of $30,000. Three backers. 27 days to go. Michael Loeb is this guy's name. Collaborating with Jordan Johnson. Independent thinking, irreverent, practical. If you like to shamelessly make fun of yourself, you're my kind of person. Life's too short to be serious all the time. Lighten up! That's my motto. Just have fun. Hey, we're just out here having fun, you know? Life's too short to get raped and testify about it. (laughs) You know? Ah, boy. Really good guy that would do this. Um, 20 bucks, you get three shot glasses, which is not any kind of economic scale for shot glasses that I've ever understood. Yeah. I always thought shot glasses cost um, $0 and then a small amount of space in your bag on the way back of wherever you came from to give to your least favorite friend. Yeah. What? Why would you buy a shot glass for any reason? I don't know. I've received so many shot glasses, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like people just get give yeah. me shot glasses. Yeah, just kind of almost as a signal. Yeah. Um, forty dollars. Get in on our first run of this scintillating game now being revived after first being played during Judge Brett Kavanaugh's high school career. You'll receive the board, the cards, and the pieces that you need, but you'll also get the witty wry humor we all love during this strange time in our country's history. We love the humor, don't we, folks? <laughs> that was a six pack. That was the goddamn Six pack. Um, good note to end the six pack on. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We will read some stuff from the thing. Hey, guys. Mike? Hey. Okay. It was just you. Uh, Hello, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Well, uh, listen, the the guys upstairs say we really got to uh, cut this promo here, so I guess we better go ahead and do it. Um, of course, I'm talking about... Here, you read this part. You didn't uh, give me anything to read. The y- the YKS Patreon. Go go on there. Y- uh, Patreon.com. The page is right in front of your face. Why are you going off script? Patreon.com slash... What is it? So your Kickstarter sucks. The name of the your podcast. Sucks. It's right there on the page. We will ha- next. We'll have a. We have some interviews, bonus stuff. You getting text messages too? Um, now? Uh, <laughs> Can you stay on track? Next week we're gonna have. We're gonna be talking to Miriam Adelson, a philanthropist and humanitarian, wife of uh, GOP mega donor Sheldon Adelson. Now that's uh, exciting, and that's gonna, only for the donors on the only Patreon for the page. Donors, we're gonna be talking about her Congressional Medal of Freedom award she just received from President Donald Trump. You're not gonna want to miss it. Uh, we really dive in deep. And there's a lot to get to with her. 
com. She's married to that uh, gross fat guy. Yeah. And the metal thing as well. And which the metal we'll, thing. Of course, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, and that is exclusively over on the Patreon page. We've probably got, I don't know how many goddamn episodes we've got over there. But Upwards of four. More than you could shake a stick at. As long as you can't shake your stick four times. As long as you didn't go pro in stick shaking, you're going to find a lot over there that will really pummel you with quality content. So check it out. Or don't. But, but do. But do, though. <laughs> but do. That's where you come in. You all right? I don't know what that was. <laughs> you okay? I don't know what came out of my mouth. Somebody's going to isolate that. You're going to be in fucking heap territory. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You can keep hoping for it, but it's not going to come true. I just had I had something in my throat. Um, your Kickstarter sucks at gmail.com is the email address. Follow us on social media as well if you get a chance at your Kickstarter on Twitter. We're not doing any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, just no reason. We should, though. Um, and of course the PO box, the PU box, of course, uh, I won't even set Mike up for it cause I know he doesn't Five four four West main street, number two Oh nine Gallatin, Tennessee, three seven zero six, six. I'm shrinking I've been down studying it. No, I'm gonna, falling into a tiny box now. <laughs> Damn you. Um, yeah. Send us a fucking mail or something. Send us a mail. Nick writes, hey, Mike and JF, first time, long time. I've noticed that y'all have been changing up the theme music. Thanks for noticing, Nick. Now, that's all well and good. New six-pack theme is fun, but I must say just one thing. Please do not change the joyous, bouncy little mailbag theme. The trumpets make my little day every time I hear them, and if you get rid of them, I'll be very sad. Also, what is your favorite hot chicken in the Nashville area? Thanks, Nick. So I feel like we could speak to this, the hot chicken thing. I know we've talked about it before, but I think it's worth... Saying again, since we just chowed down, mm-hmm. but an hour ago, yeah. on some of the delicious chicken from our favorite <laughs> restaurant in the area, Slow Burn Hot Chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, that is now that's not in Nashville proper. People are going to say, "Whoa, I'm over by," or they they're probably staying in Opryland. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're staying in Opryland, I don't know what to tell you. Is it close to downtown? No, it's not close to downtown. No, it's not, idiot. That's where you are. Yeah. You want me to come pick you up? I'll come pick you up. We'll we'll come pick you up. <laughs> Flying to Nashville. Let us know what uh, gate you get in at. What time? We'll pick you. We'll be there. We'll be in the cell phone waiting lot. Yes, but give us enough time because we don't want to. We don't want to pay to park and bring the sign in. So we'll be in the cell phone lot. So let us know when you're. If it's going to be delayed, give us the flight number. DM us, email us your your number, oh, and then we'll coordinate from there. Text us when you land. We'll wait. And then we'll drive up. We'll do a pass. And don't go to the rideshare level. Go to the normal yeah. arrivals so we can fucking... I'm so sick of this. It's confusing over there. It's I'm very so tired of picking up our listeners from the airport. Yeah. And they're in the wrong goddamn door. And we yeah. go to get them hot chicken. And they ate too much snacks on the plane. I'm sick of it. Yeah. But so slow burn is our favorite. That's what not to do. I got KFC hot chicken yesterday because I didn't want to leave the house and I wanted hot chicken and I wanted someone to bring it to me and they were on the delivery place. Yeah. So I got KFC hot chicken. Grease bomb from hell. Holy shit. Not good. And not even spicy. I mean, 
corporate level spicy. Fine, fine you can't sue eat. us, spicy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. This this passed the uh, acceptable range in our like uh, mm-hmm. uh, user testing level spicy. That's right. Whereas <clears throat> this place right here, we got not even close to the highest level. Yeah, and I I rubbed my eyelid. Yeah, after not using my hands to eat the chicken, so it traveled up the fork. So don't use a metal fork with this stuff. I was jacking off, too, and I felt it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So we just ate it an hour ago. We've been recording <clears throat> for an hour. So so we got a letter here from uh, Charlie. He says uh, it's a physical letter, too. Oh, it's a card. Now, now, don't you miss that sound? Let me unfold it. Don't you miss that sound? Oh, boy. Big letter. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Looks like it's in another envelope. <laughs> There's a smaller envelope in there. That's bigger than a CVS receipt. All right. And there it goes again. Now you're folding now it out I'm, with now, now I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm folding it back on itself again. <laughs> oh, I'm God. folding it back up. Oh, so boy. hold on. Let me just... <laughs> Charlie says, Dear Jesse and Mike, I'm writing to thank you for all the joy you've brought me via YKS on the, in the past few years. I can... Still distinctly remember listening to the very first episodes cracking up at the Sandler cast while shoveling snow in my grandfather's driveway. You've heard this before, I'm sure, but I can't count the number of times you two have lifted my spirits. This is nice. I didn't expect it to be nice. You thought someone was going to write you a physical letter in in beautiful calligraphy handwriting and say, fuck you. Since your first episode, I've gotten and quit my first job out of college, uh, left Brooklyn for Boston, and moved in with my girlfriend, and YKS has been there every step of the way. It makes me feel old. Yeah, we are. We're dying. I realize the podcast won't last forever, but I count myself lucky to have been able to uh, join you both for the ride. Thanks for sharing your friendship with all of us. All the best, Charlie. Now, that was a fucking nice Charlie, that's very sweet. Thank you. I expected it to have a nice letter. Nobody writes us nice letters. That's so nice to get a nice letter. <clears throat> it's very nice. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I've got another one here. This is a physical letter. This is from, uh, it says here, the Unabomber. Yeah. It says, I hope um, you guys. It sounds like a watch. It's ticking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I do got another thing here. to Ken- Charlie, thank you. It was very nice. Um as a postcard from Big Jim Fridge. Oh, hashtag says, Big Jim Nation, of course. Read my postcards on the podcast, you cowards, he says. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, Big Jim. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Nick. Um, thanks, everyone else, as well, for not really... I guess you didn't contribute, but thanks yeah, for... Yeah, you just maybe sat there. You really didn't do anything, huh? let us do all the heavy lifting. Uh, but you know what? That's fine. I love working out, so it's not a problem for me. Uh, what else? I think that's it. Uh, we're going to go now. What we're going to do now, we're going to go record one of our famous Patreon episodes that people love so much. You know how to get those if you want. Um, and otherwise... 544 West Main Street, no. number two. Yeah, you got... Did I get okay. it messed up? No. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. That's only for the if they send us something. Mm. There's too many addresses. Yeah. Let me watch the big game. I'm going to get our game on. Hi, this is my uh, contribution to the beginning of the episode. So uh, if it goes there and uh, here's how it goes.
So, uh, as we all know, uh, the guys have uh, significant Twitter presences with uh, the the bronze hammer and the, the dog boner account. Uh, but uh, if Mike had a personal website, would it be called imdb.com? Jesus. Beep. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Thank you.